Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up? We got a crazy show here. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Dave. What's up, yep, Dave? Yep. And we got a special guest here. We got Mr. Stu Jackson. How you In doing, man? In the building. Up, everybody, what's up? Yeah, how you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah, I'm so Stu is a, a number one juice sipper. Uh, <laughs> That's an inside mm. joke. That's mm. an inside joke mm. for those who are listening uh, for a little group, ch- for mm-hmm. a little group chat. Nah, and a uh, super LeBron hater. But, 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 you know, he's wrong. He's wrong. You can't hate <laughs> But, most importantly, Stu is a husband. He is a father. And he is a, a follower of Jesus Christ, which, which we, uh, we throw around all the time on this podcast. And he is, interestingly enough, a state trooper. In the state of Kentucky, so I'm excited to have you on, Stu. Thanks for, for sure. thanks for joining the podcast, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's man, this is it's exciting, man. We we all love sports. We all love our families and friends. But man, what's so cool is we're bonded together by Jesus, and uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to rock. We could talk for days. <laughs> yeah. Too bad we only have about 40 minutes Gosh. in this bad boy, but we could talk for two days. Dude, we, we could, gotta, we we could put do. out six podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But let's, so, so let's get started, man. You know, last time we were on the phone, and this time we in a garage. See, we just we just being diverse about everywhere we <laughs> everywhere recording. You know, from the kitchen table to the to the over the phone to now we in the garage over lunch break. What's up? <laughs> For sure, man. You gotta get in where you fit in, right? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Make it work. Nasty old grind. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let's get thing let's get things uh let's get things started here. Stu, what's your beef with LeBron? Number one. <sighs> Started off with the joke. first and foremost. First, you're wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm gonna try to keep Jordan out of this. Oh, <laughs> you couldn't even say the first sentence without talking about MJ. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm gonna try to keep him out of it. Okay, he's rubbed me the wrong way from the be- from the very beginning. Really, he's everybody put him on a pedestal, which is which is mostly deserving. Okay, mostly. Okay. okay, all right, all right. Interview over. All right, he's, he deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it, man. All right, good. But the pedestal, the pedestal was he. It was never earned. Like he was, he he named himself the king from the beginning. He. Granted, he went to the. Was it his first year that he went to Eastern? Con- or, I'm sorry, he went to the. He went to the finals. No, no, no. It's like his third year. Second, second or third okay, year. Yeah. Okay, okay. So he took a gar. Okay, let's clarify. He took, took a, a garbage took, team to the. He final. took a garbage team to the finals. Is a very very young player. So I, I Do you know who Ira Noodle is? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the name. I remember uh, the name. Come on now. <laughs> he was a starter for that team. Take, I'm not a. If diet. you take Ira Nuble to the grocery store, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> he, I remember. Nuble, if you were out there, I'm so sorry for dragging you through the mud one time. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let, let's just keep okay. it real. Okay. Okay. See, I'm, I'm. If we're, if we're to pick like top two or three players of all time, I'm a big Dirk fan. I'm a huge Dirk fan. Okay. Top three though. Top. No, 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 no. Favorite players. Oh, okay, okay, I was okay. about to say top. He's the top three player ever. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Top, top. Okay, favorite, top three. Favorite okay, that's player. fair. I'm a Kenny Martin, Dirk. Hey, I love Kenny Martin. Give me, give me a Cincinnati second. Cincinnati stand up. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was good. He was good. Um, I believe it was the 2010 finals. Was it? What's the one where they played the Mavericks? Or was it 2011? We played the Mavericks. 2010 lost. 2010. Yeah. And he no, walked out of that title. It was 11. It was 11. Yeah. With yeah. D Wade. We'll fact check that one later. Dirk. <laughs> 
Der- and I commend Dirk because he's a fighter. He still is a fighter. He was his 20th year in the league, same yep. team. He's missed some games, granted. Yes, he's still playing at a high level. Okay. Still, he's only played three games. <laughs> he's playing at a high level. So they walk out the tunnel, mocking Dirk Coffin, just like, and then Dirk completely, 103 fever, drops 40 points, like 10, you know, 10 dimes, something like that, just plays, just plays. Are you equating Dirk to the MJ's flu game right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Hey, I want no, you to not. clarify that. I'm not. Straight up. Just, I'm getting back to why I just, I'm not a big fan. Yes, he does a lot for charity. Yes. He loves his wife. He does. Yes, he does love his wife. And he loves his kids. He might even get a chance to see his kid in the NBA while he's still in the NBA. would be insane. Would be, like King Griffey Sr. and King Griffey yes. Jr. That's so I respect dope. his game. I don't respect... There's one thing about his game that I don't respect, and it's his flopping. And you, if you all sit here and disagree with me, <laughs> ain't nothing coming out of this. <laughs> all right, listen. Okay, we can. with his size and with, with his size. size and his flopping. But it is, is he it not is the, the most, most hard fouled player in the NBA ever, though? Ever? In this era, let's say in this era, because he has taken more shots in this era in the time I've been watching basketball than any other player. Yeah, I would say yeah. He's consistent. He doesn't miss long periods of time. Okay, so yes. He but flops. is he a flopper? I can agree with that. He's a flop. He's a flopper. Okay. He's very arrogant, so we've established that. Who's your favorite player in the NBA right now? Right now? Yeah, right now. Giannis. Okay, I thought you were, if you were about to say Steph Curry, I was about to no. we were about to okay. cancel. I would the like podcast. I could t- we could t- we could t- have a whole podcast on Steph Curry. He drives me absolutely insane. I loved him as first. Seen that year. little that little mouth throwing when he just oh, got throwing his mouthpiece. Gosh, he's a baby. He's a baby. That's he's the second become, time he done like the first time he did in the finals. I'm like, okay, maybe he just freaked out once, but he did it again. I dislike Steph. Curry. Second game of the year. Come on, I dislike Steph Curry more so now than I dislike LeBron. That's, you heard it. You heard it. You heard it here first. You heard it. A hot take. I don't like don't babies. Don't ask I do not like babies. I like people to keep their mouth but shut. You, but you're sitting over here. Basketball. You're sitting over here with the baby in your house right now, and you say you don't like. <laughs> I love. I love. Clarify actual. that. Clarify that for your wife. Just <laughs> please. This is on the record. I love physical. I love my own physical baby. Yes. LeBron's a physical. He's a physical specimen. He. He's a. He's a so special he's, physical specimen. And he's, yes. a, he's a baby. So he's you, a so you like so you like him. He's he's a physical baby. All right, I next next topic. All right, so name your top five players in the NBA right oh, now. Okay, this is this is gonna also be highly controversial. Okay. And I had I had to respect game. Okay, I, I had to respect game. Okay, LeBron is number okay. one. Yes, he's number one. He's number one. Wow. Devin just did the LeBron. See, he's doing the LeBron. He's doing the LeBron dance. LeBron. Two. <laughs> Two, I'd have to pick Kawhi. I'd That's have fair. to pick Kawhi. Yes. Three, I'd have to pick Steph, unfortunately. Four, I I respect Anthony Davis's game. I think he's phenomenal. I'd have to put him in the top five. Now, here's where it gets... It gets dicey. It yeah. gets dicey. Because five, I just feel like you go to four or five players, really. Yes, you could... Well... You, you have the reigning MVP right now, who's still unmentioned in the top four. Um, and I, I love his game. He was the only player on that team last year. I, I, I mean, <laughs> For real. I, I love where Giannis is going. Wow. So, you, so I want to put Russ. I want to put Russ at six, and I want to put Giannis at five. So there's no Kevin Durant. <laughs> he's he's. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, okay. You, Stu, you're on the record here by saying that Kevin Durant's not in the top five. You're about to get slaughtered on social media. I, I understand. The, him, him, and him and AD are very are swappable. So I could, it's I, you just can't you can't pick a top five with the talent in today's game. There's okay. a lot of talent. I mean, that, there's a lot of talent. I okay. see. For me, like there's like a top eight that could be really interchangeable for a top five because I think you, as much as I don't really care for Russ, I think he's a top five player. As much as I don't really care for, uh, for um, KD. I like KD. I, I think he's care. a great scorer. I mean, look what happened there. He's night. just on Rusty a great team. Piece, gets ejected. KD's right behind him. <laughs> flashing his ring finger. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that wasn't a ring finger, buddy. That was <laughs> something else. It was, he got a little... Golly. I mean, it was just... It, it's embar- It's almost embarrassing. Any player with two profi- uh, Twitter profiles... <laughs> Cannot, cannot be, be a top five. Put that on that the just, hey, hey, that I does agree. move him down I to agree. like seven or eight. You're right. The he, if he never comes out with the second Twitter, he's for top five. I mean, the, top, reverend, I mean, the reverend has spoken. Thank you. Two two Twitter accounts does not is not deserving. That top take five. that that moves you down at least three spots in the top five. Yes, that's awesome. absolutely. <laughs> that's why I did not put him in my top five. And that, okay, that makes that's sense. fair. Yeah, yeah. I I respect his game though. He's he's incredible. He was. Finals MVP last year. Yeah. I give him that. And he can but score. But he was playing on a super team. And yeah. he's a mama's boy. So <laughs> that. He is a mama's boy. Okay. All right, let's shift gears. <laughs> Stu, my fellow Cincinnati Bengal fan. Oh, my gosh. It's hard out here, ain't it? It's hard. Son. The, the Steelers wanted us to win. They wanted us to play. They kept, like, we kept stopping them and giving them field goals. They wanted us to play a game. And they we wanted to take it down to the wire so they, they could show us. They didn't play. Fellas, no. fellas, fellas. I don't know. What, I'm, You're I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, like, listen, what, man, I'm really sorry. Your one win is against the Browns. We have two wins, okay? We, we won a second game. Buffalo, who beat the Falcons. Yeah, Buffalo's played good so far this year. The, yeah, Buffalo's played good. Grant, the Fal- they beat the Falcons. Falcons don't look like a Super Bowl. Time for Marvin to leave. Is it Marvin? It's been, it's been time for Marvin to leave since 2010. Right but who's the replacement? Who do we go after? What what coach would come? No coach wants to be under Mike Brown. That's true. No coach. I wish we'd kind of just there go get is, Hugh Jackson. I, you know what? I'd be fine with that. Because here's the thing is that three or four out of their losses so far this year have come down to like last minute, two minute drop. Like they could very easily be two touchdowns away from – Four and two versus zero oh and six. Well, I mean, what? the Browns have Hugh Jackson right now, and uh, they haven't won a game. So, and they've won one game in the last two years. <laughs> so there's that. There's Hugh Jackson. So okay. And I, I, I think. Listen, it. for the record, I got a little sweaty eye when they won that one game too. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> hey, more, more power to you, man. I can only imagine how the, the 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 anguish that you feel versus the the. It's it's just it's more just so like, frustration. It is because it's every year like we come up with such high expectations, pure mediocre. Like what, like as a Cleveland fan, like looking on the other side, why why do you come? Why why have any expectations at all? Like that's that's the thing. Like with <laughs> you're my the sports pessimist. <laughs> yeah, with I mean with with my with my sports teams, I'm just I mean. Indians, this crazy long win streak. Yeah, of course you're gonna lose to the Yankees, who shouldn't have been there in the first place. And mm-hmm. and Judge is now a superstar who shows up in the playoffs now too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and now and now you know, looking at Bengals fans and and Reds fans, they've Reds have been awful for the last couple of years, but the Bengals fans like, 
Why? Why? Why do you? Why do you care so much? I, you know what? We have so much talent. That's the hard we part. We have no coaching. We have no, no discipline. Office, no, no discipline. I talked to uh, one of my, I'll just say one of my buddies' buddies was was able to intern with the Bengals uh, strength and conditioning staff a couple years ago, and he he went from there to the Denver Broncos, the year the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. He said it was a nine day difference. Nine day difference. But just in how they train and mentality. Stuff. When you walk in that locker room, purely business. When you walk into the Broncos, the Broncos. When you walk into the Bengals locker room, laid back, lackadaisical, lack of discipline. Yeah, it's just it. Marvin Lewis has basically walked over as a coach and his coaching staff, for that matter. I I think we made a huge mistake a few years ago by letting Mike Zimmer go. I think so too. I was hoping he got promoted. Yeah, I wish he would have become our head coach. What do you think the average ACT score is for the Bengals? <laughs> If I had a real guess, I'd say a fourteen. <laughs> how many? How many uh, of those people on that Bengals team can spell their name correctly? Oh my gosh! Don't don't ask me that. Question. Hey, that's why Vontez Burfitt goes by Tez. Because <laughs> it took him to the first grade to learn. And he spells it T E Z, and his name is spelled T A Z E. So I'm not not real sure. Vontez Burfitt, you're a lot bigger than me. Please don't hurt me. If you yes. If you ever want to be on the podcast, though, welcome you with open. On. Just it's with, not a UFC fight when just you don't. come to the podcast. Hey, so. Stu, Stu is a state trooper, and you know <laughs> he's still bigger than me. And he's yes, and it'll be it'll, it would be interesting. Let's just say that. I'll say this about the Bengals: it's the same broken record playing year yeah. after year after year. It's like these three and, and four years. At least you cycles. have a record player. We did. We did. You don't even. That's think true, that. man. I'm sorry. Hey, and the other team that you like in the NFL, I'm not trying to. Pour salt in the wound. Yeah. The Colts, man. Oh, I'm so sorry, oh, dude. The, the, the quickest fall from grace ever. Ever. Oh, <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think Andrew Luck makes him that much better. No. I think Brissett's played well. I think their whole team I mean, has I think it's just issues. one thing. I think they're just... Honestly, I mean, we're about midway through the season now. I think they'll sit out Andrew Luck for the rest of the I year. There's should. no reason to bring him no, back. No, no, no. And then get a get a, one of the top whatever picks. You're trying to ruin somebody's career. You bring him back. Yeah. Time. And then I mean, and then get a, get another good pick and add whatever piece you need and go from there. I mean, was was Andrew Luck not a product product of uh, uh, what's his name? Who's Michigan? Hickory? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. See a product. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking Anybody of Harbaugh, Harbaugh, honestly. Hey, speaking of Harbaugh, shout out to you, sir. You're doing great for Ohio State fans right now. <laughs> Forty-two thirteen. And you know what I'm speaking of? You know, Penn State's a great team. They are. And we play, and they play Ohio State this weekend. And I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. But same. Hey, you make me happy. The skies are gray. Good job, man. First unsuccessful season I remember him having. Yeah, for sure. It started off pretty rough. Yeah. Anyway, to get back, I mean, Andrew Luck is a great. He might have been a great specimen while he was at Stanford, translating to the NFL. I mean, he he's had never, some good seasons. He's had good seasons, but he's it's never just had like, a good offensive line. He's never had a good supporting cast. He's never really had a good running back either. They've no. not had Frank Gore, who no. I think hasn't been playing that well for four or five years. And I mean, has could he potentially have some good seasons left? Maybe, but I feel like they're behind him. I'll just oh, be honest. Dead. Oh, no doubt. And the Colts, they've you know, I feel Chuck, like the offensive line isn't that good. Chuck Pagano is is he's he's ruining players' careers right now, especially Andrew Lux. Yeah. So. Sorry, man. Maybe ten. Maybe ten hey, I'm but the bright spot is NBA season's here. We got fantasy basketball. Going to have some fun with that. Mm-hmm. Also, super side note, I beat Stu in fantasy football this week. 
because he did not go in and set his lineup. And I so, forgot to take Aaron Rodgers out. I and so today is a win for me. So thank so. you. Stu also slept during the draft, <laughs> and auto drafted all of his players with the first pick of the draft. And he, he auto drafted. Hey, who sets time. up a league and gets the first pick? He and he slept through it. I, I'm, I'm the worst commissioner there ever was. So he, the I kid apologize. forgets about his own draft. It was bedtime. We were playing with Eliza and the family last night. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball completely, one hundred percent. Worst commissioner of all time. There's grace for that. No worries. <sighs> Praise the Lord. But, yeah, man. It's here. NBA season's here. Yes. And Dennis Smith Jr. is there to lift up Dirk. He is. He's, I'm excited. Let me ask you this question. Most exciting player, I mean, most play, player that you're most excited to watch this year? Oh, Ben Simmons, for sure. Oh, that's a good. See, I'm he's, excited. He's too. interesting. That, yeah. that Philadelphia team's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm on, listen, I'm on the Dennis Smith Jr. bandwagon. I can't wait to watch him. And I, I mean, he may just be another Russell Westbrook just in Dallas, but I'm super excited just to see how crazy, aggressive, and hard he plays. He and plays just as hard as Westbrook. And this, pray, pray for his knees, cause yes. that's that's some hard cutting, dude. That's, yeah, for yes. sure. I'm a man. I'm intrigued just to see how Lonzo is gonna play this year. But I'm also kind of annoyed because, like, I feel like the coverage of him is just like unreal. Mm-hmm. But I get it, man. He's in the spotlight. His dad's kind of thrusted him in the spotlight for a second pick. For a se- but you know, it's yeah. not even like. Markel Fultz is like only thing I know about him is that he shoots worse than Shaq from the, the free throw. The ugliest line. free throw shot ever. I thought I had the ugliest free throw. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ruben. <laughs> yeah, Ruben. Hey, but for real though, I'm really concerned about those free throws. Like, if, if you're I- listening to the podcast and you could think of anybody who has a worse free throw or like the worst free throw shots you've ever seen of all time, please comment. Comment on the Facebook page. And share them with us. Share the links. Because we need to know. We need to find these out. Because Markel Fultz right now, he's winning. At, even Shaq's, he couldn't shoot well, but at I least it wasn't Robeson that ugly. did airball two free throws last night. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, put that down there too. I'm, I'm all for it. Put it on the Facebook page. Listen. Send us on. the links of the worst free throws you've ever seen. <laughs> love to, love to watch them. Calling me the Christian rap. All I know, I just want to be more Christian than rapper. I am not the one you should know. I am not the one you should know. I am invincible when I'm invincible. He is the one that you look for. Alright, fellas. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about a little something we all love as well. Hip hop, specifically Christian hip hop. Yes, yes. Had yes. some huge album shop in the last couple of weeks, really the last two months. You had Andy come out with his little collab with the Wordsplay. Word. Um, and then you had, you know, shortly after you have uh, Lecrae drop All Things Work Together. KB comes out with the purest of heat in this last week with Today We Rebel. You got some undercover people like Beautiful Eulogy that comes out with an album. Uh, go check that one out too. But you got lots of good stuff that's come out. What are y'all's What are y'all's thoughts on on what's dropped lately? Yeah. Um. So, listen to the Lecrae album, and it was really interesting. Um. Lecrae's he he sounds different now, and it which mm. is I mean, neither here nor there. I'm not gonna put my thoughts on that right now. But 
I mean, it was it was super interesting. He went more like earlier Lecrae more was more gospel. Like he just he just shouting out just the gospel all the time. So if you listen to it, you heard the gospel. And then now this Lecrae now was more about issues that are going on today. Um, not yeah, not saying that the gospel is not relevant today. It's always relevant, but saying that he talked about more social justice issues, mm-hmm. which which was interesting that he went on. Um, he put out probably one of the most fire tracks I've heard in a long time is Facts mm-hmm. from a you know Christian hip hop album. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I, I thought that was it, the whole album it's just it's just the it's whole heat. album's just sick. And then KB comes out with what Lecrae used to do with this I mean more of a gospel centered album and not so much talking about issues that are going on politically or with the world. He I mean just more so more so a. Uh... I don't know that the biggest issue is do people really understand the character of God? Yeah, and so that was and so that that was interesting. KB is like one of my favorite people to listen to while I'm working out lately because he just gets me so hyped. <laughs> um, but yeah, those two albums are have been like on repeat for me Same. as of late. I've listened to the Beautiful Eulogy album. Um, I also listened to NF. He came. Oh out yeah, his that. album. His Whoa, it's still at the top of the billboards. Yeah. Like, like Straight of all hip hop, not just fire. super talented cat. Straight like fire. he's from Michigan, so I won't hold that against him. But um, <laughs> he's angry. So yeah. he he reminds me. His, he raps like him and them in a way. It, yeah, I'm not comparing him by any. Have you seen the mashups? Uh-huh. They, I can't uh-huh. remember the yeah. radio station. There's it's, there's like eight or nine. There's like a panel of eight or nine. They sit there and they they you know they give clips from each song. Eminem, NF, Eminem, NF, NF, NF songs like. Took the like took it home almost every time they picked NF. They're like so he he won the mashup. Wow, if you if man. you have a chance to like look up his story, I mean he's he's good. He's got a pretty interesting oh, story. Oh gosh, he's had a hard life for, for sure. sure. But um yeah those are, those albums are listed. I mean I I'm still I mean but the most in rotation are the KB and the Cray albums for sure. For sure. So, I'd agree. I've, I I have I've had the privilege of going to a lot of those shows. I've seen. I've seen, I've probably I've seen I think I've seen Lecrae like six times now. Oh shoot! I saw KB two or three times. They they did like the Man Up tour several years back. They did. Uh, he came to a Christmas conference. So I see I got to see both of them. Both totally different styles. Mm-hmm. I, I I just love Lecrae because he's he he changed he he was his music was helped in shaping my life as a for sure. He's like OG. Like he's yeah. he's what you kind of yeah. he kind of brought you into this mold of yeah. what you like in terms of Christian hip hop. Yeah, and I I've always stick I'll stick with him. I don't think that he's I don't think that he's drifting away from the gospel. I think that uh, he's just taking a vastly different approach to a different. He wants to he wants to reach a different audience. And you you listen to his you know interviews with Wado or there was I can't there was like. It was like ABC News, or I don't remember. Yeah, I saw that he did an interview yeah, with someone. Yeah. He just wants to reach a different audience. He doesn't care. He he, he said he feels more free than ever right now. For sure. Um, yeah, I, and I, even I'm gonna say one more thing about. I, I got to go to a show this past Wednesday, and it was vastly different from any other show that I've experienced. I walked in, just usually I'm I'm used to a certain group of people there younger group of people like college age students and it was like just total melting pot they were serving alcohol in the back like totally just different yet Lecrae was up there doing what he does between every song he's preaching the gospel mm-hmm. not a you know he wasn't watering it down it was just straight bible like not 
to, to, to be condemning or anything like that, but he took each of his songs and he just portrayed it in a way that was easy to understand for people to understand the love of Jesus Christ. So, man, that's that. yeah, that's super. I, me too. And you know what? I one thing I was thinking about, and I was actually talking to Sheena about this when we were listening to the KB album, was like, I think right now we're in an interesting period, yeah, where it's you cannot as as a hip hop artist, really, you could say this about any genre of hip hop, mm-hmm. not even the boxing, you know, Christian hip hop artist. But right now, if you're putting out an album and you don't speak on any kind of social commentary, it's almost a flop, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's this pressure of, okay, well, I'm a Christian artist. I got to bring the gospel on every song. So you have these two sides of the spectrum that really shouldn't be there, honestly. They should be together, right? And so, like, that's one thing I'm, I respect so much about Lecrae is that he stands in those spaces. And what I like, I mean, just being honest, what I like for him to have a little more gospel influence into his songs where he, mm-hmm. you know, where he's really getting back a little bit to those ways where he, you know, brings in that heat because he... He's a smart dude. He's a he is a theologian. He says it in a song. Yeah, you know, theologian. theologian. You know, so at the chicken shack. You know. Yeah. But you know, that's one reason I think so highly of this KB album. I think is because it is such a great blend. Personally, for me, I just see so much gospel in it, and I still see that commentary. And I I just really appreciate what KB's doing. Um, but like you said, they're they're different, man. They're two different folks, and that's good. We need we're in a time and space where we need different influences because the mainstream hip hop, you have two main players, right? You have someone like Kendrick who's who's lyrically just so sound and you know, whether you like what he's saying or not, he's he's got the lyrical aspect. Then you have this whole genre on the other side of just trap music. Who cares what you say in it? it as long as like, you got a fresh beat, it's money, right? Yeah. So Christian hip hop has an opportunity to slide right in the middle and have nice beats and things that you just vibe to with the same with that content that you know someone like Kendrick brings. So oh, yeah. one thing that's that's one thing I really appreciate right now with the quality of Christian hip hop artists and there's a lot of them too. I I have to say it and you know as someone that's always enjoyed hip hop music, Andy Mineo might be my favorite artist of all time. And I don't say that lightly. I mean that very intently. Like, he is very creative. I love his lyrics. I love his beats. <clears throat> he looks just he's like goofy, my cousin. He's goofy. Uh, but you know, but it's not. There's not much difference between one, two, and three when I when it comes to like him, Lecrae, and KB, mm-hmm. and you can throw Trip in there. I like a lot of his older stuff personally. He's, um, but he's, he's my man. But Trip, I think, might be the most biblically sound out of all of them because he's because he's a pastor. He's a pastor. I, I'm just. <laughs> But KB's right there with him, you know, you know, theologically edu- edu- educated. The art, the art of drifting. I would. I didn't even know the name of the song yet, and I just. I. I was like cooking dinner or something, and I heard it start here in the background. I go to look at the TV. I was just like, I. I don't think I felt that convicted from a song, bro. Same. In a long time. I was yeah. Like, oh yeah. my god. That one's. That one is. And oh some people gosh. think that there's some shots towards Lecrae in that uh, in that in that single. I don't. I don't know if there is or not, but it's, it is an interesting single. I, it is. Dude, they, they, he snapped. But you know, right if, now we're in a we're in a good spot where we can just enjoy all these albums and we don't have to like. And stay. after reading this book, I really respected oh my a lot more of what Lecrae does after reading this book 
anybody that's been through what he's been through. Like, just dude, what a life, man! I, I would encourage anyone, no matter what you listen to, even if you'll never listen to a Lecrae album, go read that book. Yes. I mean, seriously, no, no plug here. I'm just saying. I think that it's the Unashamed book is amazing. It's the Unashamed book. You just see that. You just he's just so honest. He is, and he's had a man. Some of those chapters. I, I couldn't put the book down. I, I was so intrigued and, you know, it, it was almost like a fiction story. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Like this dude, and you hear it in his songs, but a lot of artists will put stories in their songs. You don't know whether they're telling the, you know, truth or not, which I had known a little bit about Lecrae, so I knew that everything he was saying was mm-hmm. legit. But, man, that album made me appreciate and respect him in a different, or that book made me appreciate and respect him. And I see where he's going, you know. Him isn't, him, what he wants to be, what he wants to be known as not a, Christian gospel rapper or whatever is just more so a hip-hop artist and that is like showing more so now through his show through his book through his lyrics yeah. more than now so it was more of like okay I see his art this past week than yeah, I see yeah yeah and that's one thing that him bumping on stage and just trying for to sure and I think that that's and, one thing that uh one thing I really respect about Andy is I've heard I talk to I talk about him like I know him but I've listened so much to him and listened to his interviews and he always talks about the fact that he never wants to put art in a box. Yeah. And I never really realized that because yeah. when I first started listening to Christian hip-hop, I was like, oh, man, like every song's got to have the gospel in there. I ain't listening to it because I, I was in a point in my life where I needed that. I needed to hear the gospel being told to me over and over again. I was young as a Christian, and I, I just needed that. But now I see that like we can't put everything in a box. I don't want to go to an art show and say, oh, here's my Christian art. And then here's your other art, right? <laughs> That's silly. That's crazy. Why box it in? Why not let it be what it is mm-hmm. and say, but man, I know that dude's heart, right? So when I'm listening to an Andy song and he's, you know, doing something crazy or a Lecrae song, he's, you know, on a song with, with some dude that I know may not know the gospel, I understand where he's coming from and I understand he's trying to reach an audience. Mm-hmm. Now, again, what I like to see more and what I like for him to, no you know, be in a little bit different of a space sure but it's just hard to no it's hard to no see where that is sometimes but I, I appreciate what he's doing for sure I'm a psych die for the world not just USA they say Jesus was conservative tell them that's a lie no he not a liberal either if you think I choose a side they say cray you so divisive shouldn't be a black church I say do the math segregation started dead first hey you want unity then read a eulogy kill the power that exists up under you and over me right? I say you want unity then read a eulogy kill the power that exists up under you and over me so speaking of Lecrae in his last album, he talked about a lot of uh, social justice type issues. Mm-hmm. So you being a police officer, like, I mean, you come from a completely different perspective. I mean, not a police officer, state trooper, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But like, it's come, you come from a completely different perspective on things. So um, in a recent interview, I heard Lecrae said that uh, when it wasn't until like the death of Mike Brown is when he started realizing that a lot of the... Uh, yeah, and Tamir Rice, and um, you know, and the names can get. We can keep listening on the yeah. names forever and ever, but he. That's when he started realizing that a lot of evangelicals, particularly white evangelicals, didn't see things the way that he saw things. No. And there seems to be a particular kind of divide that happened over time. Um, so, like, as an as an officer of the law, um, what like. Where do you like? What's your viewpoint, like in the gospel and your job at the same time? I'm gonna I'm gonna read some scripture as far as what the Bible says about um, not 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 more so social injustice, but what Jesus 
has done for us, and then I'll just I'll, I'll answer that question. Uh, Colossians two chapter six says, "Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus as the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily." Verse nine, love that verse. And you have been filled in him who is the head of rule, head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh and by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith and the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him. God made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. I I don't have I don't have great answers for you as far as what, what you know. Who's right and who's wrong? I believe that one side is trying to be heard right now, and I have more of an open ear than I ever have in my entire life when it comes to when it comes to social injustice and I don't know I just not being heard in general. I I think that I think that the gospel spell I think that Jesus spells or I'm sorry that Paul spells it out pretty clearly right here that it's it's. It's not about. I'm I'm trying not to get emotional because it it, it really it bother it bothers me what's happened here. Uh, within the past, I want to say the past year or so, uh, it it basically just comes down to sin, and it comes down to mm-hmm. being in a broken world. And I've seen that more so. Working on the road, I get to see. I get to go to. My my job is to serve and protect, and I get to go. I'm I'm, I'm the the first line of defense. Or protection or safety for people those that call on us or or whatever the case may be and I will say that one I will say one thing is that what you see on the news and what you see on social media is the, the number one problem as to why is there's there's such a division right now um, and it's it, it's only, I only I only feel like that it's the gap is widening more so than, than closing and I feel like the biggest thing now is uh, there, there needs to be listening happening on both. Yes, yeah. Steve, that was some, that was some heat right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, recently, um, Dave wrote an article on our podcast or on the blog. It was about, uh, essentially, it was just about the uh, the kneeling that was going on during the national yeah, anthem from yeah. the NFL. Um, and it was, it was the article did what it was intended to do, which was to start conversation. I mean, no, we didn't want to get in arguments or anything, but we just no. wanted just to have the conversation going. Um, Colin Kaepernick, the one who started the, the protest, yeah. um, said that he knelt because he felt like liberty and justice for all wasn't being given no. to all. No. Um, a lot of people that I've seen on social media kind of take that as sort of like just this, this police brutality towards particularly minorities in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this is why it's so good for us to have you on this podcast because I, I mean, we want to say like it's not 
we we don't I'm not anti police. No. My father my father works with police officers every day. I'm not anti African American or anti minority or any of that. Like you're one of my best friends. I have several other African Americans or Hispanics or whoever or some of my best friends. Like I might I might ha- I happen to be white, you know, it, whatever. Like that's just huge debates right now is this racial diversion yeah. thing that I, I so I try so hard not to get fired up because it, it drives me crazy because what God is not talking about a specific people group in this passage. He's talking about all of us. He's talking about he did, he didn't come for one specific political party. He didn't come mm. for one specific uh, candidate. He didn't come for he he came for all. He didn't, he didn't come, want for come for one country, minority or people group or one country. He came for all, and he sees all the same. He wasn't he was he wasn't favoring one specific skin color. Like it just he came for all. Not only that, he nailed he 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 lowered himself. In the form of a man, he's still 100% God, 100% God, 100% man. Yet he took on all of our sin, like all the crap. To all the sin that's happening right now, too. Right now. Sin, sin some people might see sin as you know, one worse than the other. Sin is sin. Is sin. There's no discrimination with sin. Theologically, that is a whole other podcast. In <laughs> Correct. It's a book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Sin is For sin. Okay? And... God came God came to nail that to the cross. It's over. So we can know him personally. He didn't come. And granted, he'd be sitting right here with us talking about the same things, hashing it out, not favoring one over the other. Mm. It comes down it comes down to sin. And I'll I'll leave it at that. So. Um the the hardest part for me is that I see a lot of people that claim to be Christians mm-hmm. that are unwilling to stand with the oppressed. And that, that part is hard for me because I think that it's spelled out very clearly in the Word of God that God is for the oppressed. He came to save the meek. Yes. The meek will inherit the earth, yes. right? Yes. And so I think that that's my biggest beef is that we, there are people that they claim to know the same God I know and read yes. the same Bible I read and pray to the same God and they don't stand with the oppressed. And that, that's hard for me. But I think what we're getting at is that the problem is is that we have a lot of heart issues that we have as a country, right? Just We have a lot of heart issues, period, across the world, but I can only speak for what I see every day, mm-hmm. whether that's on social media, whether that's in the news. I can, that's all I can speak to, right? Mm-hmm. So would, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, it, what, what, like I already said, what you see on the news, what you see on social media is just a facade. It's not, it's not what I experience on a daily basis. And I and I'm just gonna racial diversion is probably the biggest thing you know police brutality racial diversion dealing with African Americans or Hispanic population or whatever the case may be I I deal with all people groups on a daily basis yes I deal with I, I, you know I pull I pull African American man male over or Hispanic male or female whoever it may be and I immediately try to de-escalate the situation based upon what's going on. In our country right now, some, and and I I it it infuriates me that it's come to this because it's this is something that's going on in our country for two hundred fifty plus years now, right. and that's where it first began. Yeah, that's this isn't first, a ten year problem. This is not right? a ten year problem. Two hundred fifty years ago plus is when we decided. Okay, this is when really white supremacy became a huge issue. Okay, so. It, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm gonna throw that out there, and it and when I, I'm I'm gonna be real here, okay? And I'll say I'll pull a I'll pull a I'll pull a black male over. That black male might be terrified, and I immediately want to go to that car and de-escalate the situation, bro, man. 
I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, listen, bro, relax. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you were going 80 and 50. Hey, I'm not like, I'm not what you see on TV. Okay, man. I'm not even going to write you a ticket. I just want to tell you, just, hey, just slow down for me. I don't, I, like, I've, what I've come down to now, unless it's really a threat to human life, I'm really just going to, look, I'm going to, I'm going to stop him, let you know what you're doing wrong. Regardless of who is behind the wheel, I have no idea who I'm stopping ever. I have no idea who I'm going to come in contact with. I'm not pulling you over based upon the color of your skin, your ethnic background, your your religious beliefs. I have no idea who is behind the wheel of a car, and I don't treat anybody as You're just about different. safety. Just about safety. My biggest thing is getting drugs and impaired people off the road. That is the one. That's the main thing that I try to you know. And yeah. that, that's what I deal with. So I immediately try to de-escalate the situation. And just be like, and it usually goes from. High strung to just be like, bro, thank you so much. Hey, man, I'll slow down. Like, hey, appreciate you, man. You drive safe, okay? And that's what that's what it goes down to. So, hey, man. See, this is why I'm so excited that we have you on this podcast today. Is because, I mean, we say things and we write things, and most times we come from one perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is what the the goal of the podcast was: just to sit at a table with someone who you have a different occupation than us. And just to say, like, what's going on from your perspective? And just allow you to speak. We don't, I don't want to get into a debate. Nonsense. Unless it's about LeBron. <laughs> and, <I> just, <laughs> and we want like, to, we just want to just, talk, we just want to talk things out. Yeah. And just hear honestly where you're coming from. So I'm thankful that you came on today. For sure. And that you spoke about these things. I think, I, I, I would totally agree. I just had one last thing I wanted to ask more yeah. so than anything. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of sit in this, but first of all, thank you for your perspective and, um, where you come from. I, I only wish that we could have these types of conversations with other people that are in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Um, personally, I think that Devon would agree. I think that the biggest issue that from the perspective that we've come from, like I said, you know, if you've listened to our other podcasts, you kind of know where we sit. You know, where we sit with gospel issues and you know where we sit with these other issues going on. I think the biggest thing is just accountability, right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, w- would you agree that there just needs to be a higher level of accountability in that? And I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective on that really quick before we ended everything up. I wish I had a great answer for you. There's so many agencies that are different from another. Mm-hmm. And for sure. And that's, I totally understand that. Uh, they're, uh, my, my line of work, our line of work is and you you have to react so quickly sometimes sometimes there's there's these 0.5% that uh, or or less of police officers that are corrupt that are you know whatever the case may be uh that have made some pretty poor decisions and have really that's what's you know shown on on uh social media and whatnot i know some of the best troopers and police of course, officers yep. that I've ever I know in you my life. <laughs> That's guys a, that have guys that have prayed over me, guys that have given me some ama- amazing, you know, uh, insight and, and training, and uh, I, I believe you know we we our our agency in in general was based based upon built upon integrity. It was started back in like 1948. They don't you know we're 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 held to a higher standard because of that, but also because of that you know the the level of accountability has already been like kind of established. Yeah. So we we are. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, our, I don't even know. How I'm trying to say this. Uh, we have good training. We we know that we're held accountable by our own, and the court system sees that. Um, 
I don't know. I can't speak for other agencies. Yeah. All I know is that all I know is that we had to react so quickly. And I've seen I've seen that like I've I've come into I've come into a situation. Yeah, I've come into two running two situations within the past month, month and a half where uh, I've ended up having to get in a vehicle chase and, you know, again, not knowing any, uh, any idea who's buying a wheel of a car. He ran from me in his vehicle. You know, we got in a high-speed chase. He ended up wrecking his car and keep driving. He got out and ran from me. I ended up, you know, having to, having to eventually detain him, long story short, and kind of, you know, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, illegal things on him. We'll just say that. Um, it... it I, I again like in that in that I was I was honestly getting ready to go home like I didn't know I didn't know what I was about to get into it's just things that I experienced I you know I was I, I the biggest thing we were trying to do is is go home at the end of the, our shift which some people that would probably be controversial with me saying that that's what we were taught over and over and over again uh, I don't know who I'm going to encounter things happen so quickly there was another instance I dealt with this past week where it was another small vehicle pursuit um we ended up stopping the vehicle he got out immediately wouldn't show us his hands for us for a short second and you know we about had to get to a situation where we had to order him we did have to order him to the ground and then we realized his small daughters were in the back of the car we're just like oh my gosh like oh my gosh like it just yeah. you know situations can get real hairy real hairy real quick um and that that the the few things that i've seen as far as the news magnifying a few deaths lately is just that there was one recently that was just completely unacceptable and just horrifying to me. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know why that decision was, was made. Um, but I do, I do say that I'll go back to both sides, you know, need to be listened to probably more so one more than another right now. Cause there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of mistreatment. Um, amongst uh minority groups right now and there there's going to be no change unless people are willing to listen and put their their pride and what they think is right aside for a minute just to listen and i don't i want to say mourn or just sit at the table like we're doing right now and talk about for sure hard issues so i hope that that man no that Thank you so much. No I, I I really respect everything. I, I respect you, period. <laughs> Let's yeah. we'll start there. Um, but just just thank you, you know, and um, being willing to come into this space with us and, and sit at the table. And, um, we, you know, I can speak for both Devon and I. We just, you know, really appreciate you. And just know that we're, we got your back, man. We support you 100%. And know that we our goal is to stand up for people that, don't have a voice and this is our hope is that our voice provides a small voice for people that don't have one and you have come to us with a different voice and it blends together with ours in one accord so i will say one more thing too and thank you for saying that uh don't don't hide behind your computer screen and throw jabs or throw shade or talk about one people group or one instance you saw in the news because it's not it's not accomplishing anything. You no, you need to hiding have behind these the computer screen but... is only making things worse. Especially the the Christians or white Christians or what I mean. I, don't just get 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 away from the computer screen. 
do what we're doing right now, talk about this stuff. Have these conversations and with people that look different than you, right? Listen. I think we've said that listen. maybe ten times on this podcast. And it's, I mean, and, and, and it shows like today. Like, I'm really, I'm really thankful for the job you do daily, um, and I'm thankful that you came here and that you that you want to talk things out with us. So, Absolutely. if we're not talking things out, we're not. Nothing's changing. Yeah, exactly. we're not. We're not loving our brother. Matthew twenty two thirty nine it says, "Love your neighbor yourself." Like, yeah, it's as simple as that. Simple gospel truths. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I, it's my pleasure to be here, and I appreciate y'all even thinking of me. So. Well, shoot, Stu. I think that's a good little point to wrap it up. But on behalf of the podcast, uh, thank you, Stu, for ever, for all those who are listening. You got any questions, comments? Message us on our, our just. Comment on us uh, on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Find us at the blog. Yeah, uh, WordPress, man. Just hit us up, man. We want to chat these things out. Give us a call. You know, whatever we can do to. Our goal is not to put me and Devon on a pedestal. It's not to put Stu on. A, it's not to put anyone on a pedestal. It's to glorify God and to bring people close to Him. And although you may not see it, and what we just talked about in terms of hip hop and all that stuff, our goal is to is to reach different people with the gospel however it can reach them and whether that through, is through social injustice or it's through music or it's whatever it might be that's our goal and so i think that that's where we sit yeah so all right that's it everybody thanks, thanks. for listening yep. thanks for having me peace